0: Welcome to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. This is where you're going to discover how to bring awakening into the body and into everyday life through powerful tantric teachings. Get ready to release, open and step into your true power.
1: Just jumping into silence. Arika. on? on on
0: okay so sitting up there's 15 minutes before lunch let's be alert and then you can have a break so was that an interesting morning <laughs> who who can feel their soul lesson and soul purpose a bit more yeah so we're going to be going into after the break more around your purpose and throat chakra, you know, is really closely connected to the solar plexus and to the heart. And, you know, as you're probably noticing, all the chakras, they kind of build on each other, right? And if you're in touch with your authentic truth, it means you've been doing your shadow work and you can express that authenticity in the world. It also means that... You're purging anything that's not your essential nature. Basically, everything that you've been learning about feeling your pain and expressing and releasing and de-armoring is taking you back to the empty canvas that you were born as. So if you can imagine that when you're born, you're like an empty tunnel, right? And that's why when you look into a baby's eyes, there's there's this innocent magic beauty that is completely phenomenal because that child is so connected to God and doesn't have any trauma or the bullshit that we end up having. So over time, that tunnel, you know, the traumas go into the tunnel and the tunnel starts to get more blocked and like, okay, you shouldn't cry, you shouldn't be angry. It starts to get more restricted. Don't masturbate. Sexuality is banned, more restricted until eventually, if you can imagine a tunnel in nature, there's all this rubbish in the tunnel, and that's our conditioning and every, everything that people have told us that we are and tried to mould us into. And, you know, what, what clears out a tunnel in real life? Yeah. So the emotional body is that water, and when you get that water flowing, what happens is you're flushing all that fucking bullshit out of your body. Anything that's not love, all of the trauma and conditioning that you've undergone out of the body. So when we're taking limiting beliefs into the body and feeling the emotional vibrational resonance, we're actually releasing from ourselves anything that's not our essential nature. And living your soul purpose is really about allowing the full expression of your soul into the world and then of course the more that you own your shadows and the more you stop suppressing the more fully expressed you're going to be which opens up the throat and the more you follow your heart right so I'm sure that you've all come across the standard ways of knowing what your purpose is you know it's like whatever lights you up whatever you do without thinking about have you all explored some of that? Okay, we'll we'll explore more of it after lunch. But basically, if you were to follow your joy every day and follow your heart every day, it would lead you to your purpose, right? And part of that joy might be, you, you know, mastering whatever it is that you had to master in order to deal with the despair in your life. You know, there's nothing I love more than learning about the human psyche and then coming into practices and sharing practices that deepen inner union. And then also there's just the following the joy that's less obvious than that. So, you know, okay, where does my heart want to go? And if you actually followed your heart into the relationships, places, events, hobbies that your heart was drawing you towards, that's actually going to take you closer and closer to your essential nature. And if we trusted that, if we trusted joy, what we're doing is we're trusting the feminine. And same with intuition. So we're going to learn more about intuition and joy and how following that leads to your soul purpose. But basically, if you are doing that, if you're trusting your heart and following your heart, whilst at the same time really burning away anything that isn't love and discovering what it is, that does that for you and doing your inner work, you're going to become a master of an art, right? And that art, when you share it to the world, is going to have a different impact on different people. And one of the things where people really fuck up is that they find their art and then they think because they're not getting the response that they're wanting that maybe it's not their art or their superpower or their gift. but Your superpower has nothing to do with people's responses to it. Can you imagine how many people I trigger the fuck out of? Right? You included, hey? (laughs) So so you have to be fearless in that because anyone who's dedicated to what it is that their soul is, is here to express into the world is going to have a, level, a a triggering effect in some way, especially if you're working with sexuality, the emotional body, or, you know, art that is very... anything that's evocative. But also, if you're just a fucking powerhouse, right, earning shitloads of money and super skilled, that's going to trigger people. So much triggers people. Anything that they're not fully expressed in is going to trigger them, anything that you're teaching that shakes them up is going to trigger them, and also some people, are, you know, you're just not going to be their jam. So you can't allow the reactions of people to dictate your self-worth in terms of your purpose. Who's really gone for it before and gone, right, this is what I'm meant to do, they bravely set forth, and then there wasn't a big response, so they backed away from that. Yeah. Persist with it. Keep going. Right? There's so many stories, like the guy who invented the light bulb failed hundreds of times before he got it right. The Kentucky Fried — pardon? Thousands, there you go. The guy who invented Kentucky Fried Chicken, the recipe was turned down hundreds of times? You don't know about that guy? Oprah, OK, this is a good one. Oprah Winfrey was told over and over again that she's not made for public speaking, and she's a fucking jet. You know, the, the helicopter dudes, There's, I've, I've, got a, I've got a book at home with all of these stories about people who, when they first tried their art or were letting out in their world what their gift was and what really lit them up, It was years and years until they were really acknowledged for it. But they believed in themselves. So you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in your message. You have to believe in your art. And Arika, would you mind sharing a bit about your story around. She's a sexuality coach, an amazing sexuality coach. When you were faced with a lot of rejection and how you dealt with that?
1: One of the one of the things I feel like is vital, it's like you can have experiences like you had this morning or go, you know, do a plant medicine and then you're like you come out, you're like, I'm gonna go change the world, I'm gonna do this and do that and then two things happen, like the rubber meets the road and there's no consistency and there's no persistence. You know, I would say out of all of the successful individuals, successful in terms of following their heart and really listening to what's alive inside of them and their purposeful, grounded activation of that into the world. One of the most insistent elements is persistence, meaning just like all of these very great ideas that got turned down, what it requires is a knowing inside. It's not a knowing here of like, oh, I'm going to do this because the analytics tell me that this is what I should be doing and this is what the numbers are going to show. All that's bullshit. What I find in my own journey, it's like for a long time, all I've had to listen to is here, And there were times where it was like, there was a lot of individuals coming out that were like, you're fucking crazy, what are you doing? And it was just like, no, this is the persistence that drives towards what I know so deeply connected in my heart and soul. And the more that I've stayed attuned, attuned to that, and the more I've listened to that in the face of family, you know, friends, a lot of individuals through the years, it's like, that's all I can follow, is when I tune into that heart. The mind has a million and one different stories. But when each of you, and you can feel that heart based upon your unique set of circumstances that's brought you to this moment in time, there's not another human like that in, on, on earth who's had everything that you've gone through, all the lessons, all of the things that you've done. But what it requires in that moment of the aha, because there's a lot of ahas happening across the planet right now. And the aha moments that are actually going to be grounded into actuality, doing things according to the heart's essence, are those individuals that take continual progressive actions, small tosses each and every day that get shit done like not to get over mentalized about it, but just simple things day to day with a daily practice, with activation, we're going to go into more this afternoon. But that level of persistence is what makes a difference from somebody who's just like a dreamer to somebody who actually creates and manifests and steps into what they're really here on this planet to create and do and be and have. Does mm. that resonate? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And really the overall purpose of everybody's life to be happy, right? So imagine we've got this overarching purpose to experience joy because otherwise, why are you here doing anything? And then we all have our unique purpose, right? Which the practice we did this morning, I feel like, is the best way to come in touch with it. And then noticing what lights you up, noticing what you would do if you weren't getting paid for it, what you've always been good at. Right? And if, if you trust your heart, it's scary. If you do, if you persist, even when someone's doing a video like that and you don't know how to purge your emotional body, you're going to be extremely stressed, right? So, the conditioned way of living is not that the purpose of life is to be happy, it's the purpose of life is to make money, get security, you know, get a mortgage, have some kids, and that's, that's what's considered a responsible adult. So I want to shift the framework for you today into instead of responsible with an I, response-able. The ability to respond to the intelligence of your heart, your intuition, and your body. And, you know, it's, it's really interesting because we live in a world that doesn't know delayed gratification. And, you know, it, it takes years to develop something that is, especially if you're an entrepreneur, that is strong and solid. And that persistence is, yeah, everything that Aaron said and in the manual, there's so much in there about time management and what you have to do to actually embody your purpose, and we'll be going through a bit of that. But so you need, you need all of that understanding, but nothing is going to be better than trust and surrender into what your body and your heart is telling you and where the natural flow of your life is taking you. If you're in a job, so that one day you're going to be happy, it's not the right job. If you're doing something for money so that one day you're going to be happy, that's not the right thing. Maybe if it's something that doesn't take a lot of energy, it can be something additional. But to me, really opening the throat chakra and integrating all of these lower chakras with the throat chakra into the world requires the utmost integrity. It means, and what integrity is, is that the internal and the external is matching. And just like we talked about relationships yesterday, you that incompatibility in relationship is the same with a job. It's like, does your job excite you? Does your job set your heart on fire? Is your job stimulating your consciousness and taking you into spaces you want to go? And guess what? You're not going to know if a job is compatible or your purpose unless both your masculine and feminine are on board with it. So we're going to go into that after the break as well because some people say, I'm so split. Part of me really wants to be a lawyer, just using an example. Part of me really wants to be a teacher. Often, one part is your feminine, one part is your masculine. They need to get on the same page, right? So. Often the masculine is only on board. And if he actually listened to the feminine, she would be like, I don't want to do this. Or maybe she would have things to say, like my feminine did last year, of like, this this is way too much. I need more time and spaciousness for X, Y, and Z. And I need you to be able to do A, B, and C in order for me to be happy. And at different times in building the academy, things have happened. And one big thing that changed my life in how i did business was when my feminine said to my masculine you can't keep doing this alone stop being such an arrogant prick like you need to employ people you need a team of people to support you you have no time for me you have no time for the kids you have no time for anything so we're going to we're going to have a, have a look at that as well so food for thought everyone take a deep breath <sighs> And let's circle up. Thanks for listening to the Love, Sex, and Freedom Podcast. For more great free resources, in person and online workshops, and our retreats, find us on Instagram and Facebook at Embodied Awakening Academy or visit embodiedawakeningacademy.com. See you next time.